0: This is the motivation.
1: Hey, right. well, welcome to another episode of Jujuteros, everybody. We're excited to be with you guys all today. On this episode of Jujuteros Coast to Coast, we got the number one grappler ever we have Mason Fowler go ahead and introduce my co-host Eddie. Eddie Contreras how you doing today buddy?
2: Dude dude we fucking outdid ourselves man we got Mason Fowler oh. arguably the one of the pound for pound staples in submission wrestling it, it's a huge honor to have you man you're an ADCC qualifier uh, submission underground champ uh, multiple time IBJJF world champion uh, Mason thanks again for taking time to join us and talk to jitsu man. We are honored to have you and our listeners are honored to have you join us. Um, How are you doing tonight, man?
0: Good. I just got done with my uh, second practice of the night, of the day. So, um, yeah, just home, just took a quick shower and make some food in a little bit, just chilling. Right
1: on, man. That sounds awesome, man. So, you know what? I know you have a busy schedule, so we truly appreciate you being here with us. And without further ado, let's get into these questions real quick. Staple question of all Jiu-Jitsu's interviews is, what is your all-time favorite martial arts movie and why?
0: Wow, martial arts movie. Oh, I got a good one. What about Kill Bill? That's oh,
1: that is awesome!
2: Excellent yeah. choice, man.
0: Oh man, that's one of my. No. sure. Did you that's like the first arts, one or right? second one better? The um, man, they're both. I mean, they're both equally as. They're both equally as good. They're both amazing. I, I think.
1: think. I think my favorite fight scene in that movie is uh, the fight with Oren Ishii in that in that garden. Yeah, that where was. she what? slices her freaking head off ah in, uh, in the snow iconic
0: yeah in the definitely, snow yeah yeah
1: <laughs>
2: definitely such definitely.
1: amazing cinematography such a great scene
0: yeah either that or rocky rocky you know what I dude mean? those are two yeah. of my two big inspirations i guess growing up yeah rocky was yeah I, I remember i mean even when i was like fighting amateur MMA and stuff i would always i would re-watch the rocky movies like when i was in training camp and Fuck. Stuff.
1: dude that's gotta just like pump you up right
0: Yeah, for
2: sure. I I watch Rocky before I mow the lawn. It's really hard for me to (laughs) muster up the energy to mow the lawn, but Rocky gets me pumped up, man. It's kind of like the same thing.
1: He'll hum (laughs) the the eye of the tiger theme as he's doing it, too. I've seen him. I've seen him. Uh, All right, cool. So uh, moving on to our next question here, you know, a lot of our listeners – I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a beginner when it comes to jujitsu jitsu myself, right? And I always think to myself, it's like, it, like what makes a person good at jiu How do you get good? And, you know, people will tell you, hey, spend more time on the mat. You know what I mean? Yeah, Keep going, keep showing up and things like that, which is true, right? The more I've spent on the mat, the more I've grown and I've seen it happen with a lot of people. Are there particulars that you might want to work at, like, while you're on the mat? Like, wh- what would you suggest for people to do to kind of see – more or better progress
0: um well when you're first starting it's different that the answer would be different for every person right right um someone who's first starting i would say that the the goal is to take as many classes with your professor as possible um and to be very open-minded and be be willing to learn and be coachable if you're a know-it-all and you think you always know the answer then that's probably going to stunt your growth a little bit and, and that's it man and just uh, and, and just stay consistent and think more about the long term instead of the short term like if you don't think about getting that next stripe or like when am I going to get my blue belt just think about making this a part of your life and enjoying it and um, and then in you know 8 years 9 years 10 years you'll be a black belt so you have to also um, it's not just about doing like 20 classes a week you also have to have a training schedule that's consistent that you can actually follow for many, many years if you really want to get good. Wow. Can I
2: Peggy back on that question? Yeah,
0: of course. Go ahead, man.
2: What do you look for in a good jujitsu coach? What what should I be eyeing when, when yeah. looking for a good uh Jits coach?
0: I mean it, it depends. I would say again it depends on what your goals are, what stage what stage you are with what stage you are in your jiu jitsu journey and then also what your short term and long term goals are most people just want to learn self defense and be able to like handle themselves if they get attacked right and right. maybe you know maybe do one or two competitions or you know you got a wife and kids or whatever so for someone like that i would say that the biggest thing is obviously you want someone who's a good teacher, um, that runs the Academy correctly. Um, you want, you want to find an Academy that has, has a really a pleasant environment. You don't want to be in an Academy that has like a toxic environment Mm. um, so that you can enjoy your time training. Um, and then, yeah, you, you want a coach that's, you know, well-spoken that can articulate the techniques and positions You know, just because someone's good doesn't necessarily mean they can teach good. So, um, on the other hand, if you're a competitor and you want to be, like, a world champ or something, then one thing that you're going to have to look at is, like, the person who you're learning from, you know, do they compete? Do they understand the rules? Um, Have they won anything? Because if they're not winning, then how are they going to teach you and have you win, you know? Yeah. Um, experience but, is important. Yeah, experience is important. But but I don't think that every single person has to train under a world champ, right? Right. Okay. There's plenty of people out there. I know plenty of people that never competed or only competed a couple times that are very good jujitsu jitsu instructors as well.
2: Okay. John Donaher would be a good example of that.
0: Yeah, great example.
2: Uh, so that, that leads into question number three. Takedowns are crucial to all grappling arts, except jiu-jitsu. Do you personally see that as a flaw in the art? Should there be a bigger emphasis on takedowns in BJJ? Uh, what are your thoughts, brother?
0: No, I think the emphasis is is where at a, at a good um, place. Okay. I think takedowns are um, very, very useful in jiu-jitsu. Of course, depending on which rule set you're competing in. In the IBJJF or ADCC, which are t- the two biggest um, organizations in jiu-jitsu. They do have points and you do score points for takedowns, so they are useful. Um, But obviously a guy pulling guard kind of negates that, right? Yeah. Um So w- what you have to get good at is using your takedowns to finish sweeps. So yeah, the guy pulls guard, you can't take him down anymore, right? But a sweep is essentially the same thing as a takedown, except for Instead of both of us starting standing, I'm starting in the guard, right? And then, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still taking you down to get on the to top position. So um, I think it is very useful. You just have to know how to pull into a guard that you can come up into a takedown position. And then you're able to execute the takedown.
2: So maybe like uh, getting butterflies and going into an arm drag into a single to double leg type of situation?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay. Thank you, man. Thank you. that That's a question I really wanted to ask you. Um, and then uh, name your top five greatest grapplers of all time.
0: Um, it's a tricky question. I do. Uh, <laughs> the thing is about me, I'm kind of an anomaly where like, I wasn't really a fan of jujitsu. I was a big fan of MMA. That's what led me to competing in MMA. And then I, uh, I decided to not compete in MMA anymore and that kind of like put me into jujitsu, right? So it's not like I was like growing up watching jujitsu and I have like these guys I idolize, but um if I would have to say my some of my favorites, um I mean I would my like my professor Kyle, I think he has amazing jujitsu. Um, he
2: is, yes. Yeah. He Marcelo
0: a- Marcelo Garcia is amazing as well. I watched some of his stuff. I like. I mean, yeah, I like. Uh, I like Bouchesha, Leandro, Felipe, Pena, all the guys. You know, there. There's so many talented guys out there. I don't really have a list of.
2: My no, that's a good. List. That's a good top five, man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's top a, five. It's definitely a good top five. I
0: don't want to be too much of a fan of like some of these guys because there's a good chance that I'm going to be competing against them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like Whenever. You <laughs> you need to keep your distance a little bit. You got to keep your – that yeah.
2: Well, Mason, just so you know, uh, Frank, Alfonso, and I, you're in our top five, brother. And, and the you. fact that you're from yeah, fucking yeah. Fresno is badass, dude.
0: Thank you, man. Uh, no, local all, boy I'm done also, good. I'm also in my own top five. You <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> oh,
2: man. Uh, so, Mason, do you prepare differently when competing in ADCC – IBJJF uh, tournaments or EBI rules, or is the preparation di- different or the same for all three rule sets?
0: Yeah, no, they're definitely, they definitely uh, vary drastically depending on. Oh, wow. And kind of competition that we're doing. Um, I personally am not in, in charge of that. Kyle does, sets up all the training. So whenever we train Hill, before we start, he stops, he tells us the rules, what we're doing that day, so what the times are going to be, how much time we're going to go, how much time we're going to rest. He's in charge of all of that. So, for instance, when we were training for ADCC, um, me and Yuri were both in camp at the same time. So one typical day might be like we're going to do, do a 30-minute match, which is the time limit of the finals of ADCC. We're going to do a 30-minute match. The first 10 minutes is going to be submission only. Um, after that, someone's going to be there, like, watching the time, and they're going to yell points because that's what happens at ADCC. And then okay. we're going to start counting points for the second 10 minutes. And then if it's a draw, zero zero, you guys are going to restart on the feet. And the last 10 minutes, you guys are going to do another, like, the 10-minute overtime round. So um he 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 also does, like, a lot of situational training, a lot of, um, you know, he'll put two minutes on the timer um, with, like, a 15-second rest. Like, let's say we're training for, like, a Gi tournament, IBJJF. So it'll be, like, I choose the position. I'll choose, like, the guard that we start in. So, like, for instance, I'll choose closed guard when I'm on board. Okay. And then the next round, my partner would choose the guard. And then the next round, I would choose, like, what position i want to pass from so i would choose like a knee cut right and then my opponent would choose what position he wants to pass from so it's really one eight minute round but it's condensed into like four two minute sections and each section will be like its own match so your goal is to win every piece of the training and then there will be 15 seconds in between the two minute segments and in that 15 seconds you have to like tie your belt and get in the next position because um, if you watch any IBJJF Jiu-Jitsu, there will be breaks in the matches and you have like 20 seconds to tie your belt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it makes it like a lot more realistic. Um, And then also sometimes when you're training for like, like let's say you're doing like a 10 minute round, you might kind of just be in a flow the whole round, but really when you're competing um, the match doesn't flow like that. It's usually like you explode to try to score you scramble and then you kind of like rest and then you explode and then you rest. So Mm. that kind of training prepares you more for that as well. So, and and it's always different. That's just one example of something that Kyle might have us do. Um, but it's always different.
2: I love it, man. I I love the inside look into what it takes to be a champion thank thank you for the details, man.
1: You know, and that kind of brings me to, um, another question. Um, and actually, um, this is a bit of a change in our in, in what we were going to ask, but I thought this is an important question here. So you're such a high caliber competitor, and you could have gone with any team. So why did you choose uh, Chao Sara and his CTA team?
0: Um, so I had a coach that I was working with in Fresno. His name is Gabriel Fonseca. He's the guy that actually promoted me to Brown Belt.
1: What up, Gabe?
0: Yep, and uh, a, a lot of local people in the area probably remember him. He was like my he first kind of like brought me into the jiu-jitsu scene. He already had competed in all the different major tournaments and he was an IBJJF referee and he knew way – he was more of a fan of jiu He knew way more about jiu-jitsu than I did. I didn't know anything, right? I was coming from hmm. like the MMA world. And he's the one that actually mentioned to me that there was like a CTA in San Jose. Um, and then also um, he had mentioned to me that there was – um a pretty pretty high level gym in la that that i could possibly look into which was um checkmat. and then the third option that he told me might be viable was Atos in san diego so mm. pretty much what had happened was he had been contracted to teach there at dethrone and for three years and two years into the contract he got a uh, he had a good deal with a business partner to open up his own academy in florida so he just pretty much talked to me and he was like, Hey man, I, I have to go to Florida. I have this business opportunity, but also like, you shouldn't be here anyways. Like you should be at one of the real teams because we didn't have a lot of competitors at dethrone. And, you know, there's not that much high level like world-class jujitsu in the area. Right. I was yeah. having to like travel a lot to train with people and, you know, going down to Visalia and training with like the Cisneros brothers. And, you know, I didn't shout have out a, a, a real team, like set team training. So he gave me those, those three um, ideas. And shortly after, uh, shortly after he left, I just, San Jose was the closest, you know, and I just started going down there. Um, I have a friend that lives in San Jose and I was, uh, you know, I would come down on Monday and I would sleep on his floor and then I would Damn. train at Kyle's for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I would drive back to Fresno and like teach a couple of classes and like do some privates and, I was doing that for maybe a month or two where I would just go down for, you know, three or four days during the week. And then eventually um, Kyle and his business partner offered me to come there and teach a couple classes and make some money. And uh, I was going to stay. I stayed in uh, like this print shop. Mm -hmm. There's a print shop there that's right next to the gym. And I stayed in like the back, the back room at this print shop. And wow! Moved there. Wow, yeah, and man! all my stuff in the car and just moved there, and now we're here. Wow, man! That's amazing. That
2: dedication to the yeah. fullest, brother. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Holy I'm in
0: a shit. I'm in an apartment now. I upgraded, so I'm out. There you go. That's what's set. It was real, real quick. There's like they were printing shirts all day. There's like a heat press, and there's no AC. <laughs> there's no AC, and so it was just like I was just sweating all day. You know, no AC at the gym, so I'm just like sweating at the gym, and then I'm like at home sweating. It was
1: horrible. Hey, man, but you you kept focused, you kept grinding. You know, that's what matters. And look what you are now. You know, that's it's just amazing story. Amazing story. Yeah. yeah
2: if any of our listeners ha- ha- have dreams of becoming a world champion, th- this these are the sacrifices you're going to have to make. Yeah. People so- just see uh, you getting your hand raised, but they don't see you sleeping in a. Sweaty print shop in training. Yeah, and training. Mine
0: was better. I mean, there's other kids that come and they sleep in the attic at the gym. Damn. There's kids that sleep on the mats. I'm talking about for years sleeping in yeah. the attic, dude.
2: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Within the last few years, you have won numerous titles, prestigious titles to be accurate. And you have beaten many world-class competitors, uh, most notably Craig Jones, who you beat twice, by the way. Yep. The grappling world has seen quite the ascension from you after winning the West Coast ADCC trials. How were you able to turn the corner from tough competitor to a pound-for-pound staple?
0: I'd say probably Kyle, man. Like I, uh, since I've been here, I, I mean the training is so much harder than I was training before. I was always training hard, but now it's like the volume, like the volume of training that I have to do, is like almost unbearable. It's like horrible. But it's like uh, uh, I've gotten really good by doing it, so that's the only thing that like keeps me going. If I was doing all this training and losing, I probably would have gave up by now. But the fact that that I've been winning is like, all right, it's worth it. But yeah, just Kyle just making me train so much more than I want to, probably because uh, since I've been like started listening to him and doing all the training and stuff, I've been competing really well. So yeah,
1: seeing results. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, man.
0: Sucks because I'm like I'm like Kyle, oh, man. I I can't like I can't get out of bed. I need the night off or whatever. I'm like I can barely <laughs> walk, dude. My back's like locking up. And he's like, I don't fucking care. Like, come oh, <laughs> oh, If man. I don't come, it, there will be hell to pay. So like, I just have to go. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Okay. There's consequences. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, he's this... a little
0: guy, but he's scary, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's so uh, yeah, that's that's reminds me of Frank. <laughs> uh, shout out, brother. Uh, yeah, man. Um, so, you know, Matt, onto my my next question here: uh, What do you think about IBG uh, JF uh, JJF uh, allowing more leg lock game in tournaments? Like, what do you how do you feel about that?
0: Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think that um, Helix are are a huge part of no gi jitsu mm-hmm. and there's a lot of talented grapplers that rely heavily on leg locks call themselves leg lock specialists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't compete in the IBGGf tournaments because they can't use their game, you know? So they yeah. feel they're at a disadvantage. So, yeah, I think it's great, man. I think it's good. Okay, good stuff. Okay.
2: Our, our final question, my man. You beat Craig Jones twice. Who's on your hit list, and why is it Gordon Ryan and Kanan Duarte?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are... You know, if you're making like a pound-for-pound pound list, Gordon's obviously number one. And then Kainan is definitely somewhere between two and four, you know? um, Yeah, I mean, those getting a win over one of those two guys. At this point, like, getting a win over either one of those guys would be amazing. So I I, I wouldn't say anyone's on my hit list. I'm just... My main goal right now is to keep the submission underground title because they pay really, really well. And awesome, if I lose the title, I wouldn't be getting paid the same that I'm getting paid. You know, okay. So my goal, my goal honestly, is to keep stacking up so that I can have money to invest in my future. Mm -hmm. So that's my biggest goal right now is keep keep making good, you know, big money. Um, Besides that, yeah, I mean any having any of these guys on on your uh on your record is great, right? just another feather in yeah. the cap. But Gordon would be huge, obviously. Um kind of would be huge. But yeah, my main goal honestly is just to make money, man.
2: Hey, uh correct correct me if I'm wrong, but um I remember Vinny Magalese beat Gordon Ryan.
0: That's Not the last too long to beat Gordon and, huh? the, and I beat Yeah.
2: submission on it. Then not too long after you beat Vinny.
0: Yeah.
2: And then Craig Jones not too Long after that,
0: Craig beat him first, and then and then I beat Craig, and then I beat Vinny.
2: Yes, yes. So that that, I, I think you're in the discussion, man. You're definitely in the discussion for pound for pound. That that is yeah, an, I think, incredible. I, I
0: think I'm, you know, somewhere in the top ten for sure. Um, the well, the thing is, like, flow grappling is in charge of the pound for pound top ten, and uh, you know, I'm the champion of Submission Underground, which is on UFC Bypass. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a competitor of flow grappling. So oh, when so they won't the rank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say they won't rank me, but you know, I'm mm-hmm. Craig Jones is on the, the pound for pound top 10. And um, I think Roberto Jimenez might be, he's on there. Sure. But the only guy that I've lost to in like the last, the last um, two years has been Kynan, who's like number two. And then everyone else I've, I haven't lost. So it it's, it's either that because I'm on the competitors network or it's, maybe they just don't value that I've won um, so many of the matches in the EBI over time. It's one of those two things.
2: Get your shit together for flow grappling. Yeah,
0: it, <laughs> it, it, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, for uh, sure. I mean, I just have to keep winning, you know, and
1: you will, man, you will, <laughs> you know, we, we've enjoyed watching you get to where you are, uh, are so far, and we're definitely going to enjoy what you have coming up in the future. And, you know, again, we thank you for joining us today. You know, we hope to talk to you again uh, in the future and, and give us an update. Of what's been going on? You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys for hitting me up. I appreciate it. All um, right, r-
2: real quick, man. Any sponsors you'd like to mention or trading partners you want to make fun any of any right shout-outs? now or
0: thank? <laughs> um, I have, I have, uh, I have a couple. Man, I have so many sponsors. Do you guys have an hour? No. Um, <laughs> <you are? laughs> we'll make take as long hour. as you take, brother. Wild Bar, Foxhound Fuel, Santa Cruz Medicinals.
2: All right, CD. I'll order some of that. Moya Brand,
0: yeah. Santa Cruz Medicinals has good stuff. I got in my um, Instagram. I have like a link for a discount code. Cool,
2: dope, um, dope.
0: Yeah, all my sponsors are on my Instagram, like inside of my link tree. Right. Um, okay. Moy Brand is like my gee sponsor, and then uh, Red Wave Tattoo in Fresno. They do all my artwork for me. So, Red, Red Wave
1: Tattoo. St-
0: yeah, Rico Sal Saldivar.
1: So. dope shit Eddie That's wants it. to get a trance stamp. do you think they'll do it for him yeah all right we work it out yeah we cool
2: all right guys well i right i'm gonna go get my hulkamania tramp stamp and uh <laughs> <laughs> thanks man thank you for joining us uh awesome. have a have a good night brother
1: have a good night guys. thank you mason yeah. have a great yeah, one man appreciate, man. appreciate it all right, Jujuditos. That's all we have in store for today. Thank you for joining us, Eddie. Thank you for uh, being here with me. Anything you want to say before we cut out?
2: Uh, no, no. Just God. What what an honor it was to uh, to interview Mason Fowler. We we really stepped up our game, man. Thank you for including me in the interview. Yeah. This thank was... you for
1: making this happen, Eddie. I mean, I appreciate you, uh, Frank. Um, you know thank what? You,
2: Frank. Thank yeah, you, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Let's everything. not forget Frank.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, we we missed you, brother, but I know we'll we'll be here next time. Thank you again. Jujiteros out there, keep rolling and training if you can. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.
2: All right, Alfonso, let's get your Eddie Contreras tattoo. (laughs)
1: Let's do it. Bye. (laughs) Bye. This is
2: The Motivation.